Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post game show. Hey, howdy ho Lions fans. Welcome Ah. to the Detroit Lions podcast. Hold on. Okay. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. Episode 440. This is official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is the love of my life, Football Sundays. Andy, also known as Sandman, my equally and sometimes surpassingly dashing co-host. How are you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> you know, what a great, what a great Sunday. Never a doubt. Never, never a doubt, no. Yeah, we knew, we knew this was happening. My wife was feeling a little bit of a down about the day. She wasn't standing up for the team, but I told her this team can do it. <laughs> I might be flipping the script a little bit, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're going to talk about today's game. We're going to cover Coach Campbell's post-game presser, which is going to be good. I don't know if you saw in, uh, Jerry Jacobs on Instagram. He had a really good uh, live from the locker room. Uh, we'll have some of that at some point here in the future as well. We'll do some round table talk, and we'll take your calls after the presser and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Andy, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Okay. All right. Here we are. Feels good. <sighs> a victory. A victory, my friend. And um, it was not expected. It was, I mean, at what point did you start to lose hope today, Andy? Uh, well, when we when they got us in the three and out to start the second half, it was like, here we go. We're probably not going to stop them again. If we do, it will be, you know, it won't matter. But Dan Campbell and the crew, man, they never give up. They never surrender. It's like uh, Galaxy Quest, the movie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> F the Bears, man. F the Bears. It was a great game. Um, again, it 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 was it was dodgy for a long time. That Okuda pick was was just glorious it was just such uh, you could you could feel a turn and normally when around that point in the game when you feel a turn <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's the wrong way but that one was just was just gorgeous and you know i i tweeted about this mid-game but it felt like the lions playing themselves it was insane it did. like it, like <laughs> the bears were doing all the stuff that we normally do to lose games how many games have the lions been dominating like offensively like looking great defensively looking adequate but then we give up a bunch of dumb defensive penalties we give up a long drive that we shouldn't have because of penalties we give up a long third and 18 or whatever it is the bears did all those things today it was crazy to watch yeah i didn't know how to feel <laughs> no no all i know is i felt really really happy when it's finally all over and we actually sealed that because having them getting the ball with two minutes left i just i just know what that means so many times so many yep. times to this team I mean, so this <sighs> defense is bad until it isn't is the best way to describe it it's like when the players aren't misplaying when things go the way that they're planned this defense looks adequate it's when we have breakdowns or mental errors that everything kind of goes to crap. And it just so happens that the last two weeks, the lions have kind of fixed those at the right time, I guess is how I would put it. Yeah. We were supposed to get the only, 
win in the division today with the Viking. The the bear it looks like the Bills fumbled in the end zone. This could be ugly. <sighs> That's one of those. You know, I'm watching it, and it's one of those. Take the safety, take the safety. Just run the clock for a little bit. Take the safety when yeah. you're that close to the end zone. If you're not gonna try to hand it off, you know, you're gonna try to QB sneak it out. Risky move. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's. No, sir. I don't like it. I don't like what they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great win. It was great. Oh, the Blues bill, the Bills blew it. And this is, um, this is not what I expected, not what I wanted. Don't worry. They'll only crumble against the NFC North once. <laughs> it's happened. It's not going to happen. Um, they, they're going to get a, 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 a replay. Eh, no, they're not going to replay. Minnesota's not getting that far. So are we going to talk about the Lions being going to go 5 and 1 in the division this year? <sighs> we can talk about that. <laughs> uh Tampa Lion Blue Jay, thank you sir. This whole game to quote Ron Burgundy, I was in a glass cage of emotion. What a win. Yeah, yeah. It was I three wins now in the season equal to the Packers. Nobody would have thought. <laughs> yeah. This many Games in the season, we had the same record as the Packers. Um, boy, just incredible, just incredible. I, 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 I. <laughs> you know, it's it's, so it's weird, one man. of those games where grit is probably the best word, and it just so happens to be the team motto. Is there were so many opportunities to pack it in that Justin Fields long run, yeah, that oh. just gave them the lead right back. You know, there's tons of opportunity for this team to fold, crumble, disappear, and it doesn't happen. It's not happening. No. Grit. Grit. Uh, I don't even know what to think. I don't even know what to think. I just, I'm confused. I, I'm just, I really am confused about what happened this game because um, I didn't, I, I didn't expect it. I've got to close down the whoosh. It's too loud. Um, I didn't expect it. It, it, it was just... It was just, I, I'm trying to process it. You have Okuda, the Hutchinson sack, the the how many sacks on fields in one play and that last play of the game, man. You know, how many times does that not go our way, right? I mean, <laughs> if, if we're being completely honest, mid play, after Okwara missed the first time, then Anzalone missed, it was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here goes a 25 yard run by fields and didn't happen this time. Okwara's engine never stopped. You know, he was down on the ground, did a barrel roll, got back up and got the sack. I mean, and that was his second sack that was like that, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he whiffed earlier sack. in the game, came back and got a second effort sack. I mean, just the effort, you know, that that's being shown by these guys is, uh, it's commendable for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the gelling of the coaching staff and the players as far as effort seems to go. Yeah. The grit thing, you know, it's easy to make fun of when things aren't going well, but I mean, like the Quora thing, it's uh, you, you, uh, second effort is the way they're usually termed, but that was a grit sack. I mean, you know what I mean? Mel, kiss my grits. That's the kind of sack we're getting right now. Um, there's an old school reference for you. <laughs> you gray beards. Um, you know, it was um it was incredible. It was it was incredible to see that because those things just don't happen. It's miss miss and then some improvisational 30 yard play that breaks and goes, right? Yep. Um 
just incredible, just incredible. And and, and it, it was the Lions playing the Lions. The more I think about it, you know, you were you just nailed it perfectly with that because Lions the 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 penalties against the Bears is such a Lions thing. I mean, yep. every time that flag, I was like, oh, here we go. I, I know it's coming. And no, 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 it wasn't the. Lions yeah, li- literally, I'm watching this game and I'm thinking, I'm used to being in the Bears fan seat where we score and then we miss the extra point and it's like, there it is. There it is. That's how we lose because of a dumb missed extra point. And then boom. Yeah. <laughs> All I have to say is I've endured enough of those. I've endured a million of those in person. Oh man! All I really have to say about it is suck it, Bears. <laughs> suck it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it when it happens to you. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it, Bears. Suck it. <laughs> oh, good. Love it. Love it. Suck it, Bears. Oh. <laughs> See, oh, yeah. The toilet seats got flushed. We won because of how we normally lose. The Bears personified, personified S-O-L. I do love that toilet seat because their, their their logo really does once you see it you can't unsee the, the toilet seat see. that's so true my real hope during all of this is that we just transferred the bobby lane curse over to them that there was some hocus pocus happening Ooh, and that, it's been transferred that would be tasty <laughs> all right uh full metal savage thank you sir for the super chat beer is on me f the bears ftb ftf and ftb all good yes 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 thank you full metal savage for that and i will take you up on that right now (laughs) (laughs) uh still waiting for the the post game show to kick off with dan campbell as you saw if you watch jerry's uh instagram live feed you saw the celebration in the locker room we have some of that we'll bring some of that to you later but as soon as the post game conference fires up we will get you locked in and uh we'll get dan campbell up here to talk to us um this is it so we're three out of five three out of five potential wins that we thought or six was kind of six was the consensus right we're halfway mm-hmm. there we're a little over halfway through the season it's, it's yep. still possible i mean i will say I, I love the the jerry and okuda show i think that we absolutely have our corners and these guys are going to be going to be something uh something tasty time yeah, I feel I feel like Jerry isn't being talked about enough. Now, obviously on this show, Big Jerry stands. We love Jerry. But I feel like regionally, nationally, he's not getting the recognition. He is incredibly physical. When you watch him play the cornerback position, mm-hmm. he does exactly what the Lions want a cornerback to do. So we saw it this year already with Jeff Okuda going, making tackles, uh, pressing uh, run plays, uh, getting up into the box as needed, um, not being afraid to do that sort of stuff. And when you have two cornerbacks that are willing to do that with Okuda and with Jerry, it kind of changes the way that this defense operates. It almost completely changes the way that this defense operates. Yeah, I think that there are a couple of pieces away from the defense fully working the way that they want it to. But, man... There's some hope. When you start getting players back from injury and they start contributing and you start to kind of see, well, maybe this is the way the team was supposed to operate from the beginning. You know, that's gives us that old Lions hope. Yeah, yeah. That's a little taste of... I have to... Alec Burwald comes with a quote or with the message, Sam, man, looking too cute today. 
So it was that conversation about the man meat we had. I, I told you. Yeah, I did. I talked about. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to get us banned, Chris. I'll I'll clean it up a little. Oh, bit. Okay. Okay. Demonetized. Bills tied the game, so we we still have a chance of being the only only winners in the North today. I'll do this. Um, yeah, John Mayfield, F the draft, F draft spot. Let's win some games. I, look, yeah, for sure. For sure. Wins feel, look, we've been on the, we drafted Hutchinson second overall. We know how we felt at the end of last season. We knew how we felt the seasons before that. If we, we draft 15, I know I'm going to feel better than if I'm drafting number two. Mm-hmm. I know the team's better if they draft number two. I'm okay yep. with winning. I, 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 we've got so many draft picks in the top 60 now that it doesn't even almost matter. You're talking about one player where now you're going to get you know, four starters out of the deal. You should, especially the way Brent Holmes has been drafted. I mean, you've. Yeah. And let's not forget that the Rams are going to lose the rest of their games this year. They're going to get the number one overall pick, and we're going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be the, it'll be the most, it will be the best dichotomy of all time. They just might. And Stafford. Stafford and his concussion. That's it. Kelly might make him retire early. Yep. Who yep. Knows? That would hit you. So, did you listen to all to that podcast? I didn't listen to. I read the excerpts or whatever from it, but uh, she's always been a wreck. I heard she was hot. Yeah, more ways than one. She she said a couple weeks ago that if it happened, he'd come home and she wouldn't be in the house. She'd have left. She'd have packed and left, and that was it. And then now oh, it happens, really? and it's a little bit different story, right? Because she she's leaving all them zeros. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no. Um. But it, yeah, really, really something. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I, I think you know, I feel bad for him. I don't want anybody to have a brain injury, right? Yeah. But I do want great draft picks too. On the on the bad side, I've got Stafford on the uh, DraftKings app for the most interceptions on the year, <laughs> and he was le- really leading the way there for me until the bye week. But he'd catch up, and then now he's not out there to throw him. It's kind of frustrating. So. <laughs> <laughs> Always about you, Chris. Yeah, it? it really is. It really is. <laughs> I'm just hedging my bets one way or another, right? Oh, we got a great draft pick. No, I'm I'm super pumped to hear about Dan Campbell's, you know, thoughts about this game and the grit. Well, the first perseverance, first road win for Dan Campbell, first win streak for Dan Campbell. Um, let's take get him out of the way, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm watching. I, I don't see Dan on the podium yet. So, with the He's supposed to be coming, so we'll see. Um, I, we, we heard him in the locker room um, on, on Jerry's piece, and he talked about you get the one win, you get the next one this week, you're going to win next week. Like He just talked like, right through it, right? We're going to win next week, and that's that. So uh, Big Dan with the uh, the confidence heading into uh, next week uh, against the Giants, and I don't see why he shouldn't be confident. I mean, the Giants have kind of overplayed, I think, themselves this year yep. um, compared to what they really are. But it is in New York, so I mean, but we got that road win. We got that road monkey off our back, so maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, you know, and, and we were talking about the wins coming or whatever, but we're in the soft spot. We're in the baby soft spot of our schedule. We literally the first six games of our schedule were crazy. Mm-hmm. We're gnarly. Second, I would argue that that's you know go ahead. 80% of the toughness that we're going to face this year. Second. And now now that we've softened a little bit, we're starting to see the wins. Yep. Which is, you know, where you want to see a team that just picked number two. Yep. You know, we're not ready to beat the Eagles. We're not ready to beat, you know, maybe we're not ready to beat the Vikings yet because they look like a pretty darn good team. 
However, other mid-tier teams, oh, yeah, we're competing with them. Yep, We're keeping it close. We're winning. Second most difficult strength of schedule in the league thus far ahead of the Bears game. And uh, we're getting into a little bit of a a, a softer spot, which is good to have. I got my wife text me. She's like, really? That's all the credit you're going to give me? I never gave up. (laughs) (laughs) She was all in my face. I was sitting there, man, Lions did it. This is it. It was over. Like I checked out on him. I was like, you you knew. You knew. She's like, no, no. How many times have we been hurt before? (sighs) That's what this all comes down to. Lions fans are going to have to learn how to win. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a big struggle. You know, we we talk about the players having to learn how to win. Fans need to learn how to win. (laughs) We've all experienced the comebacks. We know it's possible, but that doesn't mean you're down by 14 and zero hope, especially when you're watching the flow of the game. But it's the NFL. You got to you got to honor. You got to keep in mind the way that the NFL works. And uh, we're a part of the NFL and squeak squeaker wins happen. The fans need to learn how to win. And I, 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 oh, we're at the podium with Dan. Let's get Dan in here right now. You know, they hung in there in the fourth quarter and uh, found their way back. What is going on right here? Overtime. You don't want to know. It's going overtime. Um, so, um, man, I, I, I was proud of them. You know, it, it wasn't the cleanest game. Um, but we uh, we did what we we had to do there in the fourth. Man, our defense came up big. You know, uh, desperately needed a takeaway. We get that, and we get points. You know, Jeff makes a heck of a play. Uh, but then just the stops at the game, and then offensively, man, we needed the drive of our life. We had it, 991 yards, go all the way down, and uh, you know, score there. And at the end of the game, to just seal it, get a first down to seal it. You know, I was proud of them, man. They just hung in there and they kept fighting and. Uh, you know that was uh, that team played well. You know that was a uh, they played hard, and uh, but our guys responded, and that's a huge win, man. That's two all. That's that's two. That's two back to back. That's a division win, and that's our first road win in two years. So those are all big things for us. So I was proud of them. Well, I think it's just that. I think it's the fact that, man, we, we found a way to – we got ourselves back in the game. We've gotten back in a lot of games, but we hadn't been able to finish them out. And, and we got ourselves back in the game and won it. And that, that more than anything else means uh, everything uh, I, to me, to this team. You know, I mean, that's above on the road and all. It's, man, the fact that we did. We battled our way back, and they just – they stayed true to, to what, what they're being coached to do and uh, – and we made the plays that we had to to win the game. One of those plays was the, the third and eight. Just just talk about that play, Kennedy coming uh, up huge in 44 yards and, and prompted that drive in general, but that play specifically as well. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> you know, it was big. Um, you know, Sane had kind of gotten, you know, over there on the sideline. We, we had to lose him for a minute there, and so... TK is able to come in and help us out, and we don't miss a beat. You know, it was big. You know, we trust TK. He mentally knows all the positions. You know, he's going to give everything. And, uh, when his number was called, he showed up, and golf found him and, um, you know, made a huge play for us. I mean, it was big. But I, I, I would say that doesn't shock me. You know, it doesn't surprise me. TK came up with a big play in a moment. He's kind of, that's who he is, you know. He just kind of is there when needed, and uh, that was big for us. After everything your defense has done through this year, how proud were you of 
those guys in the fourth down stop they got there to, to seal the Just. Listen, I'm, I'm very proud, you know, because that's that's two weeks in a row now that our defense has come up huge. And uh, look, man, that that is that's a tough that is a tough offense to play. And uh, that quarterback now is it's everything we talked about. And uh, it just man, you can play perfect um, and play the game you want to play. And if you just let him out four plays, it'll kill you. It could be four touchdowns. So um, at the end of the day, man, we we. Uh, we bottled him up enough, you know, and and uh, forced him to have to stay in there and make some plays that are that's hard for him to do. You know, he wants to get out of there and start moving around and break contain, eyes downfield. And so we, we did what we needed to do, and guys showed up. You know, they stayed true to it. Even though we got, we, you know, we got hurt on a couple of plays, they stayed true to it. And so that's what I'm proud of. Proud of AG, and uh, I'm proud of the defense. They they played the game plan, you know, and really we did. We played the game plan the way we wanted. Other than a couple of plays, he slipped out of there. Um, they got hurt so early, playing, man. I, I'm I'm very proud, man. If your defense can can make plays for you and get the ball back when needed, you know, you can you can win games that way for sure. Did you recall what was going through your, your head on that fourth down play when Fields is dancing around and he slips out of one tackle on another? What was just going through your mind on that play? Yeah, I mean, just, um, you know, probably like, yo, I'm like, well, we've got him. No, no, we don't. We got him. No, we don't. We got him. No, we, you know, and then it's like, oh, man, just don't. You're just hoping, okay, yeah, you want him down, but you're also hoping he doesn't break out of the pocket. You know, you're ho- it's broken, but he's staying in there. It's a broken tack, but it, you're keeping him kind of corralled in there, and, and we did we did that, you know, and then come up with a big one there at the end, so. You tackle a player like that. Like, how do you coach your guys to approach just the simple tactic of trying to take them down? It's tough. Um, you look, it was something we preached all week, um, you know, and we made a huge emphasis on it. Certainly, we don't have that player, that type of player at our position to give them that scout look. Just the speed, you know, I mean, the first play out of the gate, you know, he runs the read run and he's gone for 25 30, and JO's like, whoa. And it's, you know, you run them, but to simulate that's hard. And so once you get in the flow of the game and you realize, look, this is this is real now. This is real speed. Um, but we emphasized it, man. We worked on it. And it's a hard thing to do because you got to stay disciplined. But it's also, man, you, you have to, I mean, this play can go on five seconds, six seconds, you know, and you'll get fatigued. You got to, you know, you're wanting to just lunge at him at some point because your legs are burning. So it takes you got to be very disciplined. And on the back end, they got to cover. you got to cover for a long time. So we emphasized it. We worked it. And, and we made more of those plays than, uh, than the ones that hurt us. You know, Look, that guy's going to get out on some. That's the bottom line. He's, he's going to break out on some. He's too good. But I thought, all in all, we, we contained him enough to, to win the game. Patience, you know, with rushing all week, right? And cast the net, and close it. And, and, but when you're in that, that last drive, you get two sacks and the final three plays. Can you rush a little bit different? And if so, how much does that get those, you know, watching those, those defensive linemen go into finally get after them rather than have to sort of play? Yeah, well, I, look, there is a little bit all in all, honestly. No, we didn't change necessarily what we did because they had three timeouts. I mean, so to them, they're, they're really, they can be a normal function mode. I mean, the ball's in their court. They just need to get in field goal range. And so they can kind of run their offense there. Uh, they weren't forced to be in a two-minute mode. You know, let me, you know, I'm forced to throw it down the field. Now, once you get down and fourth down, um, but all in all, um, you know, we stayed true to what we knew was, was going to 
you know, hopefully work against the guy, and it, and, and it didn't. I don't know if you to tell without watching the, the tape, Dan, but it seemed like your guys individually made individual corrections to maybe their, their rush style. You mentioned J.O. getting beat early. He, he had some, you know, cleanup plays later. Bugs loses the sack on the touchdown. He's instrumental in kind of slowing his feet, keeping fields in front of him on the interception. So mm-hmm. just those those individual corrections, learning the moment, how important are those to, to the victory? Those are huge. They're huge. You know, when you can... Uh, when you can self-correct a little bit or take the coaching and immediately get to it, and I think a lot of it is, is too, there again. Once you are you have that caliber, uh, you're in real time with that, that caliber of athlete, uh, now you can kind of gauge exactly what it is, you know. But um, but it is huge, you know, and that's, that's what good teams do. Good players, you know, they can adjust, they can adapt, and... Uh, and there again, we did. We we made some corrections. Those guys did, and we were we were better. Well, I'm look. I'm not even that far. I honestly, Eric, I'm just like man. That's two. And now we we got to go to New York and play the Giants, who are winning a lot of games, are playing good football. I've known uh, Brian Dayball a long time. Coach with him at Miami, so. Um, he's doing a heck of a job. So, you know, this halfback's a pretty uh, exceptional player. But, but I know this, man, that's two. You know, that's two. We talked about well, you got to get one to get to the next one, and we got one, and then we got the next one. So now it's all about going back to work and seeing if we can, we can uh, stack three in a row together. Like there was a, Justin that shot last year. Seemed like there was a real concerted effort to save Brown involved in the offense early and often in the game. <clears throat> Is this something you identified in the film that you needed more of him uh, in this one? Well, certainly we, we had enough in there for him. You know, some, I mean, we, we, you know how we feel about saying he's a guy that's uh, highly productive for us, uh, you know, and, and he was, he's feeling better too. You know, every week he's starting to feel better. Um, but it's also like uh, with, without him speaking, he, you could tell he wanted the ball. I mean, just the nature of the way he was playing. Uh, he was yes, coming up brother. with big plays, and it's hard not to continue to feed him the ball. So that's credit to him. He showed up. I thought golf threw the ball well today. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect all the time, but but man, I thought he was. I thought he was feeling it. I thought, uh, um, you know, he made some pivotal throws when we absolutely need him. I thought he played quarterback for us very well. Um, and there again, when we needed a huge drive, man, he made some monster plays in there. And, and just as a whole, I thought our, our, our team played very disciplined today, just overall. I mean, I think we ended up with two penalties there. Um, but those were big, man, because, uh, you know, the penalties really helped us, um, their penalties. So. Sean, last one. Yeah, it's obviously so many of the games in this league come down to a player or two. You guys have been on the wrong side. A lot of those in the last couple of weeks. You've made it there, and the taste that you can develop, the psychology that can sort of build in that way, almost learning how to make those couple of plays inside these games. Yeah, look, I think that this goes back to the, you know, you want to learn to win in close games, you win in close games, and that's two now. So, you know, you once you've been in there and you start to figure out, you know, what you got to do and the, the focus and intensity and detail and the hustle and everything that, that it takes to finish out a game, um, you know, it's 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 highly important, and now you know it's two games we've been in it and done what we needed to do. So, I think it helps you because you have you learn from those things. But I think you learn from losing too. You know, you learn on, on what costs us or what not to do. So, uh, look, that's two, and uh, man, we'll be on to the Giants.
Coach Campbell with his presser. Uh, quick question. Oh, he had one more thing you wanted to say? I just had this feeling of like uh, I was going to be walking around without any pants on. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, All right. I mean, I mean, he basically talked about what, you know, what we were saying, that, you know, we had great individual effort from the defensive guys to try to adapt to fields. And that's kind of what we saw, you know, as the game went on, the contain seemed a little bit better. Guys were a little bit more accurate. You know, um, we won this game, but to me, I'm starting to look at defensive tackles. (laughs) (laughs) We need somebody. We need somebody. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the, one of the things that um, I noticed early, especially in that that first play, we were playing, we were playing press man. And when you do that, and they get past you. You run with your back to the quarterback, as a corner, as a corner, which means there's a whole bunch of the field that's wide open that nobody's paying attention to, and it's just the wrong kind of coverage when you're playing a guy like Justin Fields. It just is. It's you. You, you really have to go to a zone look, and they did. They went a lot more zone look later. The problem with that is, is if you have a quarterback that can deliver a ball like you saw a couple of times out there with not so much Claypool, interestingly, but Mooney and and, and so on. Mm-hmm. You can find that gap in the zone. You can deliver a ball. You can you can get the first down you need. So it's 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 tough. It's 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 really tough to play against a guy like Justin Fields. He really puts an interesting wrinkle, especially how much running he has, because he's only going to get better throwing the ball. And he, they're going to present a real challenge when he becomes a if and when he becomes a good passer, yep. that's going to be a real, a real tough team to beat. Hopefully, they uh, the defense just collapses <laughs> and they have that side of the ball that's no good. Because well, you know the saying: never give up, never surrender. <laughs> that's how we feel. That's how Dan Campbell coaches this dang team, man. <laughs> we the, it's a team that can. And will, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> oh, man. That's okay, right. this is good. Vikings settle for a field goal. Bills are on the field for the win right now. We'll see what happens. Um, Dan Miller's call of a car sack. We don't have it yet. Um, it's hard to get all that kind of uh, production done with a crew of us. So uh, we'll, we'll have some of that coming up. We do have a really, really good video coming uh, starting tomorrow with our first look at some of the draft potential that's out there. Scott Bischoff, who is one of our gurus along with Riz in the draft space. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, really good video coming for you folks tomorrow. I think you're going to love uh, what he has, and that's going to start an ongoing series. So good stuff there. Uh, also some questions here. Um, big, big, big question. Um, will there be slow lights from Sandman? And I think this is a crucial, crucial moment. Yeah, yeah, there will be slow lights. <laughs> the last week my capture card died on my computer for some unknown reason. We've actually so got s- some video of Andy when he found the broken card here. He was really <laughs> letting it out. He was not a happy man. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so, so mad. So yeah, I had to, I just had to buy a new one. I had to ship it in. Well, you know, I, I use a weird capture card, so it's, I wanted to keep it with what I, what I knew. So I had to order it. So if you haven't seen it, the Packers slow lights, Came out today before the game. Go to YouTube, look for them. If you haven't seen them yet, go on my Twitter. It was posted probably around 11 o'clock or something this morning. 
if you were to look at YouTube channels or Twitter handles and you searched Sandman 7773, a person might be interested to find all of the things that Andy was just talking about. <laughs> all of the things, yeah. No, and these are going to be fun slow lights. So last week's slow lights were fun because of the amount of defensive plays that we made. Mm -hmm. I love defensive slow lights because they're way more interesting to me than offensive slow lights. So, like, a good running play is fun to watch because you get to see all the pieces of the offensive line doing their parts, and you get to see it evolve and move. Uh, but defensively, it's way more interesting <laughs> when you have no idea what's going on. You can see what the guys are seeing, but slowed down. It's good. This week will be will be fun, too. Sandman's capture card's like, Lions won two weeks in a row. It's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how it felt. I like went to fire it up, and it like was just like, card not found. And I'm like, what the hell? So I moved, like, legit, it was a crazy thing. Because I moved the card from one PCI slot to another. I'm like, did a PCIe slot die on my computer? Moved it over. Nothing. All right. Checked all the software. Did everything. Went on forums. Couldn't find anything about it. Bought a new one. Put the new one in. The new one also didn't work. Let but me, then eventually I got it to go. But. Let me throw up a, a presser really quick. We got someone on a presser. So um, I, took, I took a lot of pride in uh, creating that play for our defense. There you go. When, when you have a moment like that, uh, maybe after a series of frustrations with just trying to keep the fields corralled, uh, you know, how much momentum did that, you think that moment generated for not just the defense but the entire team? Um, I, I think it definitely gave us a lot of energy, especially where that game was at. Um, they had, you know, built a lead. And, you know, one thing I got to just commend our team was for our resiliency. You know, we've been in that position um, earlier this year, and we haven't been able to capitalize. But today I didn't see anyone waver. Uh, we just looked at the challenge straight up, and uh, we embraced it. Does it mean for you guys, I mean, you know, you gave up some plays, obviously, but to, to for the second straight week to be on the field as a defense and make the plays to, to, to win the game, just how big is that for Showing the Bears. These nuts. Uh, Mike, that uh, earlier, like it's crazy. The last two weeks, um, we've been the, even the position to win the game for our team. Um, hasn't been the offense on the field. It's been the defense, and we've made the stops. So I think that that's something you can put in the bank, and uh, we know that we're capable of doing it. So going forward, I, I don't think there's any excuses of why it can't be done anymore. Jeff, it looked like you. Sorry. You talked to the trash. The feels after that being Ohio State. Honestly, I was so gassed that I had nothing to say. And then, you know, unfortunately, he came back. I didn't realize how fast he's gotten since college. Uh, he's a fast guy now. Um, but you know, we left with the dove, so that's all that matters. He's gotten faster since college. I don't think he used to run in college. And now, it's like he has some nice speed. He's, he's blowing up the lane right now. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like trying to? It's tough. I mean, it's tough. Um, the way they block it up, uh, it's not a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities to tackle him. You got to beat a block and then make a play on a guy who's really elusive. So they're doing a good job with that. Um, I think we're going to watch the tape, and uh, next time we play them, we'll have definitely more answers for them. Can you speak to just the, the energy in the locker room right now? And you guys had five losses in a row. It's tough strategy. These nuts. Wins, as Tim mentioned, you know, defense kind of sealing the deal. What, what's the vibe like in, in the room right now? It's really upbeat. One thing about our team that I noticed, uh, we just definitely kept the faith. Uh, you know, everything the coach has been preaching this whole season, um, no matter what happened, no matter what our record indicated, 
guys just kept believing. And I think when you have a team like that, that has an unwavering belief in the things that are being preached from top to bottom, I think you'll get good results. Um, sometimes it's a lagging process, but um, hard work is undefeated. Yeah, it looked like you pretty joyfully skipped the, the clock, kind of out around the field, celebrate a little bit. Is that the best you felt in your NFL time? Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just enjoying enjoying this uh, this year. Been through a lot of things my uh, first two years. Um, had plenty of lows, so I don't take any of these moments for granted. Uh, winning these games, being able to make plays, I don't take any of that for granted. Uh, I've seen the other side of it, so um, I'm enjoying every single moment because uh, you never know uh, when the moment will be over. Good. Thank you, guys. All right, you guys, take care. God bless. Jeff Okuda comes up. Uh, I see Mark in the chat saying you made one play in three years. You may want to go back through some of the plays this, this year alone. Go watch the Packers lowlights. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, good prep for Daniel Jones, Saquon, and their read option game. Yeah, this probably was. This probably was a good warm-up um, for for just that thing. Let's open up the the, the phones. 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. And uh, we'll get you on. We'll talk to you, answer your questions, and uh, and talk through this, uh, this Lions celebration Sunday. What a great what a great way to go. God, I love, I love, I love a victory, man. And for most of the game, I was just sitting there, like, in this state of harumph. You know what I mean? It's just like, Argh! and they did it. I'm, they, it's, like you said, we got to learn how to win as fans. because Yeah, you know, it's tough, you know. And honestly, you know, we're not a very healthy team right now at all no. i mean we we signed trinity benson this week and he played a bunch of snaps for us took a shot you know, to the like, throat and you know done oh yeah we need to talk about that too yeah. took a freaking uh, kung fu chop right to the throat um rag now style and uh the offense is doing enough to win i don't think that the offense looks like it did at the beginning of the year by any stretch I don't think Jared Goff is necessarily good. However, he does enough to win games like this, which, you know, I don't know how much more we can ask for right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, I think we can ask for a lot more, <laughs> but I don't know that there's a lot more available. I'm still kind of a line mindset that we find a quarterback that's in the league already that rather than draft one. I just, <sighs> Gotta go get Lamar. Yeah. Gotta go get Lamar. Yeah. Jameson coming in Jameson heavy. Jameson coming in hot. My favorite part was Will Harris yelling, Why ain't you talking shit now at the crowd? Yeah. Oh my God. And I thought of this last week with, um, you know, heading into the Bears. I didn't want to talk too much smack early because I didn't want it to hurt if things went wrong. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but the whole I own you. You remember that last year in 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 in, uh, in Soldier Field? Mm-hmm. It's really something that he can't say to the Lions. I mean, I think. Oh. I mean, we've got. I mean, sure, the end of the season they pull the team after halfway, even though we were beating their number ones for the first half. Um, he can't say that. The Lions have played the Packers pretty freaking hard, despite how bad they've been every year. Yeah, every year they play them hard. Yeah, some of my favorite Lions memories are against the Packers when, you know, like the uh, Matt Prater touchdown throw. Right. And, oh, my God. 
some of my worst lines experiences have been versus the Packers. So, you know, yeah. give and take. Yeah. You were there for the Hail Mary, weren't you? Oh, sh- I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to touch you. In your I don't want to talk about it. There was a question. Um, <laughs> does Has has uh, Dan Campbell touched in your fandom in, in, in a good way? Oh, he's caressed it. He's caressed it. I think, you know, for all of the faults that Dan Campbell has, and I definitely am not somebody who's going to say that I've agreed with everything Dan Campbell's done as far as game management, clock management, any of that sort of stuff. He seems to be growing into that position, and he's growing in a way that is fast enough. I don't know how else to phrase that. Like, he's doing the things he needs to do and progressing the way that I would hope a head coach would progress while also being brutally honest with us about when he thinks he made a mistake. Yeah, You know, like when he should have went for it on fourth down and he didn't, and it may have cost us the game, and then he came out 40 minutes later and said, listen, I made a mistake. I should have trusted the offense in that scenario. I didn't. How many coaches would have just said, you know, uh, we did what we thought was for the best, and, you know, anytime that you come out publicly and say things like, I made a mistake, I need to get better. You have no choice but to get better because yep. now everyone know, <laughs> knows that you know. <laughs> so I think that he's a, a big fresh of a fresh of breath air. All the best kind. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> a big fresh of breath air. And uh, <laughs> I'm pumped. I, I, I'm not sure if he's the guy to lead us anywhere special, but I think that j- similar to Jim Schwartz, He's the guy we need right now. Yeah, I'm hopeful that Dan can take us to the next step and keep moving us forward. But I think at the very minimum, he's he's a Jim Schwartz that's going to get this team culturally uh, back to where it needs to be to be competitive and to, to win. learn how to win. Right. Yep. Um, I think you're 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 absolutely right, and I it just felt so good today for Mark Sanchez to be questioning the timeout call from the Bears rather than some kind of clock management issue with the Lions. It's like, holy cow, this this is a sign of progression. This is a sign of progression of our coach because they're not talking about his mistakes. They're talking about the opposing team's mistakes as we eke out a victory when they mm-hmm. had the ball with over two minutes left at the end of the game and only needed two points to win and one to die, right? I mean, it's it, like that's that's something nice. That's something special. I Also, really quick, Detroit fan man. Lions are 6-5 and five against FTP in the last 11. So if you're yep. six years old, you actually haven't been alive during a time when the Pack were winning the series. That's really – it, it's freaking awesome it's all you and you wouldn't think that you know what i mean you wouldn't think Mm -hmm. that just looking at it but if you you really kind of go through your brain on this one absolutely it's been an ftp series for the lions and uh it's 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 freaking great and they're about to they are about to melt they're about to melt my friend minnesota beat buffalo in overtime um josh allen threw a bad interception to end it they were rolling down the field pretty well though they looked good until that point super bad interception yeah yeah. All right. So, hey, like, subscribe. Please do that. We ask once per show. Go ahead and hit the like button while you're here. If you're watching and you're enjoying it, it's a great way to help other people find us and help the algorithm do its thing. You've heard all that stuff about YouTube. But also the subscriptions are really, really big. YouTube loves people who get subscribers. So if you hit that button, you know when we go live. You'll know when the great draft video comes out tomorrow. You'll know when uh, Riz and I go live with the regular show. you know when Sam and you know when everything's going on. When you subscribe, hit the little bell with that and everything. So thank you, everybody who subscribes to the show. It means a lot to us and helps us out a great deal. 
Uh, also, with the likes, thank you very much. It helps the, the video get found. All right, with that, we've got it. Uh, Jared Goff's up. Let's put him on for the press conference. Because if we do get man coverage there, um, how do we want to approach it? And there was a couple different ways, and we decided on that one. And uh, I thought Tom ran a great route, man. He ran a great route, and, uh, you know, game was somewhat on the line there and uh, found him open. He, made, he ran a great route made a great play. Just one question. You're good. We only had one. You're good. Uh, given given that campus first win. Yeah. I mean, how was that? Uh, it's fun. Him, just how was he at the win? Just giving him his first win. It's fun to get a road win anytime. Um, my first one here, and I know his first one here, so uh, it makes that plane ride back a little bit more enjoyable. This is one where you wish the plane ride was a little bit longer, you know. But um, we'll enjoy it for the next few hours and um, yeah, get back to work for New York next week. Does it make it better that it was a Totally. I mean, defense having yeah. plays, you come back to, to drive. Right. I mean, it just everybody seemed like they had a, a hand on it, even the special teams. No doubt. Extra points. No doubt. And I think, uh, you know, when Okuda made that play, it was kind of like, oh, we're we're back. You know, we're 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 here now. And, you know, and there was momentum was going their way before that. Yeah. And I also think, you know, teams that continually win tend to get breaks or you know things go their way a little bit. And um, that happened today for us and both sides of the ball. And uh, you know, that's not. You know, usually on accident. Sometimes it happens when you're in the right place or at the, doing the right thing. You you get those breaks and you get those afforded to you. Are you feeling that in the moment when some of those breaks are happening? Um, you know, when some of their I don't know when some of their penalties happen on defense. You know, you think okay, we got to capitalize on these, um, and we did. Uh, again, they miss a PAT. You know, like stuff like that. And, and again, was that because they missed a PAT or because our edge rushers were doing what they're supposed to do? Everything. You know, it's, I don't know, but typically. Teams that have a lot of wins, uh, those things start going their way a little bit more than not. You guys were so hot offensively, and the defense obviously took a lot of criticism early in the season. But for those young guys to be on the field at the end of a game to make a play to yeah. win the defense, yeah. game, just how big is that for, for that huge. game moving forward? Huge, huge. It's, it's one thing to believe you can do it, and then it's another thing to do it and, and finish a game like that. And um, you know, you talk about it so much, you talk about doing it, and, and you can only go so far until you actually do it. And now, Having that belief, having done it, and having that uh, carry us into the next few weeks will be huge for those guys. Yeah. It was conscious uh, for sure for Ben and I um, getting him in a rhythm. You know, he's he's our best pass catcher um, certainly, and uh, getting him in a rhythm and. Uh, making sure he he's feeling it a little bit, you know, is is important. And I think Ben did a great job with our plan this week. It was, it was my favorite plan of the year, and uh, it was it was it was really well done. I don't know if you know this or not, but now you, you just heard from quarterback Jared Goff. Right. You can see That's his. That's it for. Evidently, they decided to cut off the uh, quarterback at the presser. <laughs> yeah, like ah, you know, he's giving out too much info here. Yeah, talking about game plans and. Ah. I'm wondering if he's going. He's in the game plan for next year. If they're cutting him off so early, jeez. You know, I'm a little worried about Jared Goff and his fiance. If he wishes the plane ride back was longer, I, I think I'd want, he, to get, I'd want to get home as soon as possible. I think he was going for the shirtless, blinged up dance moves on the plane thing that you saw from Cousins last week. I think he's not getting his chance uh, yeah, to yeah. do that. I just every time I see him, he looks so thin, like such a frail dude. You know what I mean? Um, but God, I I, I imagine. I, shirtless <laughs> i think it might be keep it on there jared keep it on oh god all right so big victory let's go we'll take your calls 248-782-8384 i've seen some roll by and um they didn't 
I didn't get them. Sorry. We had the pressure going. So, yeah, ring us up. We'll get you on. And let's see. Something's, something's up here. Hey, caller. What's your name? How should you have your drink? Hey, caller. Hello. What's up there? All right. Well, we'll try something different here. Something. It's always like this, isn't it? This is my life, brother. All right, we'll do a restart. That's what's going on. All right. Well, while, <laughs> while we wait for a restart, let's talk about Hutchinson, man. Whew. Every game, you can see him develop into a full NFL player. You know, we were all hopeful for sacks. We were all hopeful for pressures. But we're seeing a guy that just gets it. And that's who the Lions drafted. They drafted a NFL-ready guy, and he's... I think he's finally turned the corner where you can see it this game where he's running across the backside of the play to make the tackle and he stone cold stuns Montgomery, you know, or, you know, I think, uh, I think somebody put it in the chat. He had eight tackles today yes. and a sack, you know, and the sack was at the perfect time. That's when you want sacks, you know? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm so pumped about his play on basically all the rookies have played out of their minds uh in my opinion you know individually uh hutchinson's looked great rodriguez has looked good obviously he was hurt this week um pascal came back and he immediately looks like a difference maker without playing for half the year as a rookie just yeah just crushing it as a like a a weird chess piece that they that they drafted you know i think there's a lot of reasons to be pumped about this draft class and uh you know with the amount of ammo we have next year it's only going to get better theoretically yeah all right hey caller what's your name and how much have you had to drink come on caller everything was working so fine wow right up until we took the call everything was working great why okay well, that's gonna that's gonna be problematic. Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, eight uh, eight tackles and a sack looked great out there today. Um, loved it, loved what we saw from Aiden. Um, I have a, a sense that um, he's got a lot more to offer here. I've got him for eight and a half sacks. As, as we go back to it's about me, eight and a half sacks on the season. Um, I think we can pull that off. I think oh yeah, we can get those 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 eight and a half in. I want to keep working on this. If you give me one second, uh, Sam, man, if you can buy some time, I'm going to see if I can fix some. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> no, I think you know. Read, reading the chat, you know, people are talking about Kirby or or whatever, and you know, I think last week was a crazy game for Kirby. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for full time, full time yet. Where I don't think his run support is super great. I think he's very good in coverage. I think he's very good, you know, put onto the back end. Uh, but when the team has a running quarterback or even a good rushing attack, I think he's a little less useful. Uh, that may just be because we're missing Tracy Walker and he's kind of being forced to play a little bit more up towards the box. But, you know, overall, I think Kirby's played very well too. Um, obviously not the best, but good enough for sure. So, you know, we have to keep in mind he's a rookie. I, I think, you know, that's about 
all we can expect out of somebody like that playing a very hard position, um, you know, to learn. So, yeah, oh man, I'm frustrated right now. Why this oh, wouldn't work? What'd you do? You, bro- you broke your phone? Man, Just give out your cell phone, put it on speaker. Is that what? I, that's you're right. That's where I messed up. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> This this is the thing. So I'm going to complain about the world that we live in really quick. You know, it used to be that um, designed obsolescence was the thing. They would build features into the next version of something even before they released the current version, just knowing that they could sell another one sooner by doing that. Now everybody's releasing crap that's so beta and broken that the life cycle of stuff before it actually works starts at like a year and a half after a sale and then eight months later the new one's released and it's like and it's been crippled because the old one's crippled because it doesn't have the features you needed from the new one i'm so like frustrated with this right now <laughs> <laughs> well we we are the testers now right companies yeah. hire programmers and then no testers because we, we are the testers yep we and we are. pay we pay good money for it yes all right See how this goes. You know what? What can we do? Do we have another caller? Connecting. Connecting. Maybe. Maybe. Well, no. I'm. I'm still trying to play with the. Uh... Let's try it one more time. Oh man. Well, I think. I think it's broken, Chris. It I is. think we're. It is. I've got another one. I'm trying to fire up right here that I might be able to make work to do calls, but. We'll see a different a different sol than we're used to yeah this is this you know <laughs> of course when you win <laughs> yeah and the losses we're like crystal clear audio everything's great yeah, we can cry just as loud as we want to um yeah nothing all right i'm going to, have to shut this down and just cry the blues to myself all right i'm gonna try this one see if this one works and then if not we'll have to we'll just have to talk about it without all our friends and i apologize Come on, baby. Thought it was built into this stupid thing. Almost. All right. It's gonna be a second. So let's talk about um you haven't been touched in your fandom fully, is what I think I heard. No. No. I like I'm sure a lot of people feel similarly where I'm still upset when the Lions lose. Even if we projected them to only win five or six games this year, mm-hmm. every loss sucks. Whether it, they were supposed to win or or not, they suck. But this team feels different than the last four or five years. And they feel different because they are different. And I think Dan Campbell has a big part in that. That this feels like a team for the first time in a long time where yeah. people are holding themselves accountable. Like we heard last week that the, or before last week's game, the players had a defensive players only meeting with no coaches. Didn't tell anybody about it. They just got into a room together, hash things out amongst themselves. Teams that are collapsing. Don't do that. Teams with two wins, you know, that have, haven't won anything generally don't do that. And I think that we have a a bunch of men in this locker room who care about each other, who care about winning, and it's showing up on the field. And I think 
as a as a Detroit Lions fan, outside of wins, which is obviously the best thing, you know, I can take a little bit of solace, I suppose, in the fact that even though they're maybe not getting the wins, they're doing it the right way. And that's kind of what you want out of a rebuild, you know, whether you think we're rebuilding or not, I suppose. But that's kind of what you want. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I mean, the hard, the hard part, I think with where we are right now with the, um, with the rebuild is, and God, who was it that said Detroit lions fans, Detroit fans couldn't handle a rebuild. They couldn't stomach a rebuild. Isn't that what it was? I, you know, I think the real, the biggest misstep was them coming in and saying it's a retooling, not a rebuild, and then getting their verbiage mixed up. You know, I think this was a rebuild from the start. If you look at the talent we had on this team, you know, at the start of the Campbell and Holmes era, yep. it was horrendous. Horrendous. Might have been the worst. It, like, literally, I think it was a 2008 to 2009 transition again. You know, I think it was very similar. And, yeah. in, in, you know, luckily, I think the Lions are getting good draft picks and are kind of turning things, but we were we were barren, and uh, I think Lions fans are always ready for a rebuild <laughs> because we've perpetually been in one. We've had, what, two, three years where it didn't feel like we were in a rebuild? Yeah. Since, like, the... 2014. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's been it's been and and the thing is is not only did we have a rebuild and a roster that was so that had such a dearth of talent, but then you have a coach who is new and learning. Yep. And oh my god, he's he's learning on the job, and that just makes it harder, even harder to be able to count on them and feel like you're going to um, believe in the team and that they're going to be able to perform because you've got, oh, the defense couldn't do it and all oh, the offense couldn't do it and all oh, the, you know, the coach couldn't do it. And it's like, it's in, always from week to week to week, early in the season in particular, it was, there's a different problem where we have to solve for. There's a different thing that's, that's screwing this team. And, um, you know, what do you do? How do you, I mean, how do you, how do you, get past that as a fan and um i get it i get it i you know we we've we've all been part of this and watched it but boy seeing this uh this team come from where it was to where it was now two two wins in a row um builds a good deal of of hope for the future and i mean for for poor aching lions fans right i mean you you you, you're like is this is this fool's gold or is this real? And and for it's you don't want to believe. You want to believe, right? But you don't want to believe because you've been hurt so many times before. <sighs> it's true. It's true, though. You and like I said earlier, we as Lions fans have to learn how to win. We have to learn how to see the good in things that normally we don't have any good to see. And uh, I think we have a lot of that this year. And I think it's a little bit of a struggle. Um, but wins like today really just kind of hammer home the fact that we are heading in the proper direction, regardless of 
you know, game to game outcomes. You know, a win like this is not a win that the Lions have. They just don't. You know, it's these close games where they score with too much time on the clock against an offense that they stopped a couple of times, but in all reality is a hard offense to stop. When was the last time our defense really stepped up other than the last two games to win us a game? 2014? You know, yeah, like no, no, 2016, maybe ages, ages. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember that it's the, the big defensive win from this, this, this team. Um, okay, we'll rock this. Oh man, it's not, no, he's not being horrible, he's been great. He's carrying me while I'm trying to fix these <laughs> stupid, stupid problems. I'm not prepared, I didn't make any notes for this. All I've, right. I, I follow Chris's lead on the dance floor. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I can build up a, a backup for this for next time, but right now it's kind of in a a shady spot. Unfortunately, I'll just live with it, deal with it, and cry to my cry myself to sleep. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a live podcast. Technical difficulties happen. You know. Yeah, it's just the thing that like literally nothing has changed. Nothing at all. Listen. Not one listen. thing has changed. I mean, I guess Windows did an update, so that could be everything that's changed, right? Well, I <laughs> capture card, same thing. It was working, and then boom, then it wasn't. It just doesn't. It's like, why? Like, if the, I, uni- the universe is telling us something, Chris. I think it is. Like, if I do this right now. All right, so we all hear, you hear that, right? Oh, oh yeah. You hear the audio. Oh, yeah. Now I'll answer a call, and everything will go shit. The, the audio will go completely away. And I don't know why. You can give us a call. 248-782-834. Yeah, Chris is distracted trying to get this stupid technology. If this doesn't work, if we get a call where, and it doesn't work, we'll be done trying to take calls. And where, where's the IT team, Chris? <laughs> he, trying he went to, to college. show, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's at Florida State right now. Oh, uh, no, he's, he's nowhere near. He needs me. I, <laughs> I'm unfortunately... The no, it's not going to work. I can see the audio just doesn't work at all. Here we are, and now if I do the thing where I did the ding before, there's no ding anymore. Yep, no more ding. You lost your ding, Chris. My ding took a dong. All right, <laughs> all right, no more of that. Sorry about that. Sorry about stepping all over you, Sam. Man, okay, let's go through it. Jared Goff, do you carry him next year? Is he your quarterback? I think it's wholly dependent on where the Lions pick, honestly. Um, and, and I guess it depends on how we finish the season off, right? So we finish this season strong. Let's say, God forbid, we get seven wins. And our best how pick's the Rams we, pick, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you – I don't think you can bring a rookie quarterback into the scenario, even if we're lucky enough to get one at that point and expect them to produce at a level for us to win. I think Jared Goff, for all of his shortcomings and for all of the issues that he has, has proven he can win when he's in the right situation. And we all know what kind of quarterback Jared Goff is. And Jared Goff doesn't win with Trinity Benson out in your wide receiver room. Uh, you know, he needs Jameson Williams. He needs Amon Raz. He needs people to make it work for him. So I have a hard time 
dismissing Goff. Um, but there's just too many unknowns at this point. Like, uh, if you, if you bring him back, you know, is he going to be cheap enough? Um, you know, do, do we think it's a long-term mistake to not go after a quarterback if we have the opportunity? Um, but once again, it all comes down to, we may not even have the opportunity to get a quarterback, you know, like quarterbacks taken in the teens for the most part, don't work out super great. You know, for all the all the hits, there's ten non hits. Yeah. And the Lions are definitely not in a position to miss on first round picks. We just can't. No. And that's and that's we have all the ammo to move up to get that uh to get that that uh quarterback if we want him. I'm just I'm always it always makes me so nervous because we don't see we don't see the guy out there um, that like a Trevor Lawrence. He was such an easy, easy pick. He's such an easy to find kind of yep. player and, and, and easy to go with. Um, we don't see that. We don't see that guy out there, the obvious quarterback. So what do you do? Um, Lamar Jackson seems like, a, I mean, you could trade those same picks that you would trade to get up and you can get yourself a Lamar. I mean, potentially get yourself a Lamar Jackson or something like that. Now you're, you know, now you've got a different player. I just keep thinking that Goff is this this guy who's a middle of court, middle of the road quarterback, and unfortunately, you're gonna always have injuries. Our our, our wide receivers have been decimated this year again, and um, I just don't know. I just I just don't know if you 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 got to be able to play with poor receivers. You have to have a playmaker in that position, and it just doesn't seem like uh, Jared Goff is ever going to be that player. So. What happens if you you downgrade at the position with a rookie? Do you break a rookie like Justin Fields coming into the Lions? If we'd have if we'd have gotten him as our quarterback, where would we be right now as a team? Zero wins. Yeah, yeah, it's high potential, right? I mean, what do you do? And then and then two three years in this rookie season, the, the fans will turn on. Look how fast they were calling Hutchinson Bustinson early this season, right? <laughs> what is it by game five, game four? Bustinson, Bustinson, they were out on him. I mean, it feels two years with this team. Oof. We'd be moving on again, right? We'd be moving, Mm -hmm. everyone would be ready to move on. It's tough, man. It's tough because you have to put, whoever you get as quarterback, you have to put them in a good position to to deliver. And that's, that's the hard part. I mean, we didn't, Matthew Stafford, he had from 2009 and he was hurt. For 2009, so 2010, 2011, they built the team and they got him up there, right? But effectively, you know, if you wanna, we didn't have him. What was 2010 really? Because he was hurt in 2009, wasn't he? Yeah, he was hurt the last half of 2009 and all of 2010. Yeah. So 2011 was like his first. So he didn't year. play enough to hate. I mean, I remember a lot of people hating on him right in those years because yep. he hadn't really showed what he what he has yet. But um, he didn't have it yet. He didn't have a chance. No, we've seen all the real successful teams in the NFL have solid bases. And then the quarterback comes in and can kind of fill that role. Like that's literally the Rams entire strategy is like, we're going to build our team up and then screw the draft. We're going to get the guy that we want to get with draft capital. So we, we think we're ready to win. Now is, now is the opportunity. I think Holmes, I don't think he's going to trade away a bunch of stuff, but he definitely sees players he wants and will go get them. 
So, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, I honestly, if, if Holmes likes Bryce Young enough, we do have the draft capital. We could move from 10 or 12 up to number one or number two. Uh, if we, if he felt strongly enough about it, yeah. I just don't think that we still have so many holes to fill that, you know, we need a defensive tackle. We need, you know, cornerbacks still, we need safety. Like we basically need, you could draft any position on the defense and I'd be cool with it. You know, we potentially need another offensive lineman in the, in the next draft. You know, we're going to, we're kind of in a weird spot where we're building and we're building quickly, but I don't think we're done yet enough that we could drop a bunch of picks into a quarterback <laughs> and think we're going to compete. It would sell tickets. I think it would make things exciting for a little while, but yeah. uh, I, I think our offense is things. actually good enough to properly insulate a rookie quarterback. That's interesting. I, I and, and, and that's not, not a, a bad take. I think, you know, at the end of this year, I kind of lean back then, then who's the guy? Like a lot of people are all over young, right? He's short. I mean, he, there's not the absolute guy, guy, consensus guy. If you believe in him, then you believe in him, right? And that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's, oh God, it's, it's, it's so freaking tough. That's why I really like getting an existing guy from the league. If you can yeah. spend the picks and, to get your guy. Yeah. And I agree that the offense probably is with, with all of our wide receivers healthy mm-hmm. with a healthy group. I think that this offense probably is good enough to shield a rookie quarterback a little bit, but the defense 100% is not. You put a rookie quarterback on a team that has to score 35 to win, and that's you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And and they knew that this was this was the year that they had to have a scoring offense, an offense that scored and they and and they started out that way, but as the as the injuries piled up, you know, things, yep. went, things went south. So, uh, Brock Wright, the big lone receiving touchdown today. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, quarterback's interesting. Again, draft video coming out tomorrow. Make sure to check that out. There's there's some good talk in, in that space. Quarterback is still a little bit – it's tough. It's tough. We're in a weird spot with it right now, but um, we can be. Um, there has to be one, that guy. Well, there's always the best one of the year. But there's some really bad years for quarter, quarterbacks out there. Yep. Um, People Pat, forget like Christian Ponder went seventh overall. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like oof. that. Who's Brandon Whedon went? What what pick did he go? Twelve. Yeah. You know, like there's. Who was it that went to the Raiders? Oh, oh uh, you're talking about Jamarcus Russell? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jamarcus yeah. Russell. He got picked by the Raiders, right? They, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he was a for sure pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, at his pro day, he went down to both of his knees and threw 80 yard football. You know, like that guy was a can't miss prospect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mm. when you bust on a defensive tackle, if, if you can even truly bust on a defensive tackle, at worst, you have a, another body on your defensive line. When you bust on a quarterback, it sets your franchise back. Three, five, six years. Yep, three, for the length of years. their their contract, basically. Yeah. Well, even if you keep them for three only, you still have to draft the next one or find the next one and get them up to speed. And usually, once you're in a, on a on a quarterback, that that's your coach's career right there. Yep. And and it would be Campbell's career. Whoever we get at quarterback is the quarterback that will see out Campbell's career 
with the Detroit Lions. Correct. So you really hope it's right. If he's your coach, if he's the right kind of coach, you just hope he's right. <laughs> it's a and, and, and here's the other side of it. You can't be so afraid that you can't make a move. And that's that's kind of we're this this weird spot that we're in this kind of paralysis place. Uh, Kevin, I'm in the school of uh, thinking, letting quarterback come to us, to, so to speak. Casey didn't trade up for Mahomes. Obviously, Brady being, Brady being a sixth rounder, Wilson was a third rounder, even though he's fallen off. Yeah, Dak um, Prescott. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of there's. I would rather have a fantastic team with a middle of the road quarterback. <laughs> that can operate your offense than a bad team with Aaron Rodgers on it. Yeah. Because, you know, like we, we've seen how it, how it works. It doesn't. We had, we had doesn't. that with, with Matthew Stafford. We were yeah. a bad team with a great quarterback. And he left and he went and he got surrounded by uh, a great team. Won a Super Bowl, right? Yep. Um, and honestly, I think that's the whole argument about for golf, right? Is theoretically we could take a guy in the second, third, fourth round, like a developmental guy that we think maybe could be something. Yeah. But we know what we have in Goff. Goff is a known commodity. We already have his rights. He's still young. People and I feel like people think that he's older than he is. He's what, twenty seven? Yeah. And cheap. Yeah. And cheap. Yeah, he's two years older than George's quarterback right now. And fairly cheap in the scheme of things. I have a hard time getting rid of him. Although, if they did, I I don't know if I'd shed a tear. But oh. yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, look if he's surrounded by a great team, he's gonna he's gonna do great. And I feel like we can build a great team with all the picks we have. Um, I don't know that we can improve at quarterback, and that's uh, I'm 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 not super risky feeling at least not today, and I'm not you know. The slack knows I was out. I was out, and I'm still out on golf. Really, as far as what this, what he can be for this team for the long term. But boy, those four picks to get—if we can pick four starters, right? I've got four positions that I can fill, like right now on this team mm-hmm. that aren't quarterback that can help our quarterback and yep. help make him look good. Matthew Stafford. He made a lot of things happen. He he made Kenny Galladay look like a player you should pay way too much money to, right? I mean, yep. that's Matthew Stafford made a lot of things look different than what reality was. Jared Goff kind of just shows you what you have, just shows you reality. He reveals the truth for you. That's kind. That's actually kind of what I think we're where we're we're actually at is is the difference mm-hmm. between Stafford and Goff. Stafford hid the reality of what you had. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at people like Golden Tate, Nate Burleson, they all, like, their primes of their careers were after they got teamed up with Stafford. And they left. And he could, and he could force the subject. Yep. yep, and then they left, and then boom, nothing. Yep, yep. Galladay, same thing. Calvin Johnson left, and all he does is smoke weed now. Yeah, yeah. And get elected to Hall of Fame. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Where did Oh, man. Uh, when it comes to drafting quarterbacks, it really is a crapshoot. My safe word is Cosby. <laughs> Don't drink that Kool-Aid. <laughs> uh, the Kennedy catch. Yeah, Vetus, that was that was gigantic. That, that, 
I mean, it felt like Kennedy was wide open, and he kind of was, right? But, I mean, he worked for it. He ran a great route to get himself to that position to be that open, and Goff threw a freaking perfect ball. Like, I was – I was. this is when my wife was still being positive about the team, and I was really starting to get negative. I'm like, has Goff not underthrown a goddamn ball today? Is there one pass that he's not thrown at somebody's freaking shoelaces, right? I was just like, like getting mm-hmm. hotter and hotter and hotter. That Kennedy pass was just like – beautiful it was a thing of beauty it was perfect and that's the most frustrating thing about golf i think is that when he's good he looks really good he makes good choices he puts the ball where it needs to be but then you have other times where he makes a horrible choice and does not put the ball like he he errs on the side of caution that's the one thing that stafford could never do was you almost never saw balls at people's feet yeah because he would sail balls because he wants the guy to catch it. Whereas Goff says, my guy or no guy. Right. Whether it's, you know, good or not. Yeah. You know, that's like where his arm dictates the ball goes. Yeah. And and Goff's balls. God, I can't say his name for some reason. It's the easiest one. Goff's balls um, are always like like ducks, right? They're never that that sharp spiral that, that staff had. It was just, you heard it when we go to training camp, the whistle. Mm-hmm. Was on that ball, man. And Goff, and, and Goff is a little bit of a nerd, and I kind of like him because he's kind of a nerd. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's kind of funny. Um, he was at training camp this year, walking around like Beavis doing the Cornholio thing, and I, I think he was just like stretching something <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So he's just walking from the far sideline over to the sideline where we're at, and uh, I just started going. <laughs> I just did it right back at him, sitting in my chair, just looking. At him. He was like, "I got you." <laughs> back to it i was like okay cornolio whatever you got man he's just he's an interesting cat interesting cat oh man kenny doesn't have that in-game charisma that he's he's and thank you matthew for all the nice things about uh about listening to the show and catching it live appreciate you brother um kennedy he's always been that um that preseason superstar um that that play today he really really looked like he's he's making the step, like he's ready to make the team. But I mean, I'm just thinking when Jamel's back and Sharks here, right, and Reynolds is back. I, I I don't see him busting into the into the lineup. I just he's he's so close, but he's just not there. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Uh, oh, Sandman, can't you find something to pick on with every quarterback? You can definitely criticize Josh Allen for fumbling at the goal line and losing the game with an interception. The difference is that you have quarterbacks that win you games and quarterbacks that don't. If your quarterback wins you games, you can deal with it when they lose you games. That's why I was never that hard on Stafford, because Stafford would actively win us games. Jared Goff is never going to single-handedly win us a game with some ludicrous you know, hero throw or hero effort. That's just not who he is. Hold Josh up. Allen wins the Bills games with heroic efforts. Why? So when he throws a bad interception or fumbles at the goal line, you kind of have to say, eh. you kind of have to deal with it. Why didn't Whereas Stafford? Go- Goff does that. And yeah, he's ran out of town. Why he did... lands at DTW and <laughs> the baggage guys are taking him out at the knees, you know? Why didn't Stafford ever bring us back from down 14 plus in the fourth? Wild to me that Goff did that today. First time since 1993. 
Well, Stafford never did that because the defense <laughs> never stopped giving up points. <laughs> we were down 14 and we came back a bunch of times. It's just the defense never got to stop. Yeah. Uh, Ghetto Pat robbed on the one Kennedy catch in the first quarter. I don't think we were actually. I I think that catch was was it hit the ground. And, uh, interesting how they um, have those spot replays now. Yeah, what? I didn't. That bothers me because theoretically those spot replays are for like very egregious things where somebody up in a tower can say that is you guys clearly missed what just happened that kennedy catch was not clear you had to get a specialty low camera angle to see it that 100 percent should have cost the bears a you know a challenge, a challenge. now it yeah. wouldn't have mattered the i think the results are the same mm-hmm. but subsequently i just don't like the idea that a ref can look up at the big screen see the replay and be like oops we made a mistake and then correct it on the fly because what he saw on the big screen, yeah. basically giving somebody a free replay. Either somebody should be watching the big screen for every play, or they should be watching the big screen for any place, right? It's Correct. Like, get it right yeah. every time, or or don't. But don't just weasel this stuff. So, yeah, you know, just one more rule that you know I'm sure had the Lions lost, you know, we'd be talking about that a little bit more. But yeah. Uh, Loretto, thank you for the super chat. I'm convinced Goff does not work out in the gym or do any passing drills. He seems uninterested in making himself better. That's actually the opposite of everything I've seen and heard from the entire offseason and the work that he put in um, with the receivers and everything else. He seems like he is actually pretty focused on becoming a better player and uh, being able to deliver on uh, the promise of Jared Goff as the quarterback of the Lions. So um, the thing about Goff is his personality right is 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 a little bit what's the word i'm 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 looking for uh sam and he's not he's a little bit introverted i think right but he's still in control he's he's just uh, he's an interesting cat he's just an interesting yeah. cat you know i think he's you know one of those silent leaders i don't know if he's ever getting in dudes faces other than when they hit him out of bounds um you know i just i think he's different in that way. And I think, you know, the other guys, they can appreciate leadership for what it is, you know, what it is. Not all leaders have to be the same, but I think Goff does put in the work. I would agree that his body doesn't look like somebody who puts, <laughs> puts in a lot of work. You know, he's, he's pretty twiggy at the same time. You know, I, you don't have to be it's frame, muscular, right? muscular to pay to play quarterback. You just need to not get hurt. And for the most part, Jared Goff's been pretty darn durable. So. so let's ask, is so Goff being mid-range and can carry, you know, can can help get you what you want if you have a good team, it's probably actually a little bit of a luxury because it gives you the opportunity to make sure that you get the guy that is your guy and your pick and you don't feel pressured like a team who's carrying Marcus Mariota might <laughs> to, to find yeah, themselves. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Or, yeah, and honestly, that's one of the things that I think, you know, we can't lose sight of is that, there are teams right now that would die to have a Jared Goff on their team. Yeah. There's probably five or six teams in the NFL that would die to have Jared Goff on their team. There's probably some more that wish that they could have a Jared Goff on their team. And, uh, you know, we need to keep in mind that while he's not a quarterback that's going to win us games, so he's not flashy, eh, you know, he can get it done and, you know, he's fine. 
I think he's similar to a Kirk Cousins, where I don't know if Kirk is ever going to get to the promised land without a really good team around him. But Jared Goff has kind of been there almost. You could argue Sean McVay lost that game more so than Jared Goff did. Yeah. And and one of my all-time favorite games in the NFL was the the Kansas City and Rams game. That What was it, a Monday night game? Mm-hmm. God, it was so fun. What was it, 146 points scored or something crazy? You know, yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. It was so good to watch. And that's, I mean, that's all offense there, right? That is all offense. That is all Jared Goff doing his thing and Patrick Mahomes doing his thing. Heck of a, heck of a game. So he can, he's shown he can do it. I just, um, I don't know. I don't know. Hutch looking like uh, the right pick, leading all rookies in sacks with five and a half. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Those people calling out Bustinson in game four and five this year um, got a whole lot of hat to eat, a whole lot of crow to chew on. Um, yeah, you know, I think Hutch is who we were hoping we were going to get. I think people just have an unrealistic expectation of, you know, what a number two overall pass rusher rookie does. You know, they're like, oh, we he should be Khalil Mack. Oh, he should be Von Miller. That's not necessarily who he is or what he does. But also, you know, he's seeing an insane amount of double teams. I think I saw a stat the other day that he has the second most double teams per pass rush. Yep. In the league. And that's because we don't have anybody else. <laughs> yeah, no, we're busting out, you know, Julian Okwara on the opposite side, Charles Harris, people that aren't viewed with any fear whatsoever. They don't have to worry about interior pass rush, uh, at least not until Pascal came about for the most part. Um, so the fact that he has five and a half sacks and has disrupted the way that he has while having that insane double team rate, I mean, that just kind of shows who he is. Yeah. Can you imagine if he had someone across? Let's well. A, a, someone across and then a real defensive tackle, right? <laughs> yeah, I, we we might just need one. You know, if we had a Ed Oliver on this team, like that's a completely oh, yeah. yep, 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 yep. different thing. You know, you get a Nick Fairley type, a guy that just blows through the line, and they they have to put a guard on him. I miss Nick Fairley. I liked him a lot. Him and Tyron Walker, two guys I loved on the on the line. I mean, kind of. Fairly came in with a high ceiling kind of guy, right? They expected more than they got out of him. Tyron Walker, they expected less than they got out of him. But those, I love those two guys. They were great. They were great. Dak picked off. God, Dak Packers, what's going on? Um, yeah, I think health, health is Hutch is healthier now and has learned some things. There we go. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, and that growth curve for rookies. I mean, I I really expect Hutch this offseason to meet up a little bit to get some 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 real definition some muscle on that body um uh, I think the the offseason program is going to be really really good for him to have that at the NFL level and he's going to really grow into himself next year and if we get him some help whoo boy we're uh we're absolutely talking about a good time yeah and honestly I think that's something that people don't talk about enough is that especially when you're an early round draft pick how much of your offseason is dedicated to workouts that aren't necessarily football related workouts you're working on a 40 yard dash working on bench press like you do though you know you run and you lift heavy weights during the season but those aren't necessarily football things 
and we've heard doing a lot of press you're doing a lot of meetings you know you hear it all the time where rookies come in and like they're just not in the kind of playing shape that they'd like to be and especially when you're an early round draft pick with a lot of hype around you i feel like that gets a little worse and i agree with you 100 percent. i think we're gonna see real hutch after this year after a off season yeah really putting in work and that's that's we've heard a player you know you're getting ready for a track meet and then you're getting back into football shape yep so we'll see we'll see what that means what that does there's a lot lot to look at a lot to think about with this team and what, where the lines are going um next week we have the giants i like it i like the giants game for the lions i think this is this, this is good and then thanksgiving at the bills it's a good day to spend time with your family <laughs> yeah sure is those loser bills. Um, what happens if we beat the bills? I'm just asking this. Not, I don't expect it, right? But what happens? I mean, what happens in the land of Lions fandom? Everyone's all, you know, drunk on trip. If the to Lions fans. beat the Bills, then you're talking about a wild card, which would be absolutely insane after the start that we we had. I think we'd be the first team in the NFL to ever yeah. lose that many games at the beginning of the season, then crawl back. But I think. The NFC is kind of weird this year. A seven or an eight win team could potentially get in. Yeah. As weird as that is. Second, this division doesn't it doesn't seem like a it seems like nobody wants it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And um oof, boy, that's if we you're right. I mean, if we beat the beat the bill, that's so crazy. It's such a crazy thought. I mean, but it's Thanksgiving, it's a short week for them, it's a short week for, for us. Goofy things happen. Right, yep. goofy things happen, and and watching the Bills lose to the Bear or to the the Vikings today in overtime. We'll the see. Vikings team that we played very hard. Yeah, you know the Bills made Justin Jefferson look like a all universe wide receiver, and he had what two catches versus us? Yeah, versus Okuda. Yeah, yeah. Whew, man. Um. Ooh, Ken McWise makes a point. Picking high in the first round costs us money. It does actually. It actually, yep. it actually does. So, it, it, and know. and we're going to be in a weird spot. People are going to say like, "Oh, look at all this, um, you know, cap room we have," but we're drafting a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, we have to pay them too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great point. So I, I I don't expect us to have too much free agency cap room, but I'm excited nonetheless. Yeah, I, I think we'll have really good cap room but we'll have to sit on it for for our picks unless we trade them away man unless we trade them away uh jameson hennessy the worst thing about dallas versus green bay is someone has to win <laughs> well it could be a tie i mean they could tie yeah <laughs> meteorite could hit the stadium who knows yeah i don't know oh man good stuff um Lions beat the Bills. I might have a moment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, that one. I, there might be if if the Lions beat the Bills on Thanksgiving, there would be an an emergency post game show. <laughs> it, it would be a yeah. There would be a, the couches burning in the streets <laughs> down in downtown. Well, people in Tampa would be wondering what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, just Lions black walk. smoke coming from Chris's house. <laughs> Oh, he set his man. pergola on fire. <laughs> Arizona about to score again on the Rams. Boy, that's that's tough. The it's really I can't imagine. 
Can you imagine having a concussion and then having Kelly just chirping at you about it all the time in the background? (laughs) (laughs) I told you not to hit your head on that field turf. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. That is just tough. Um, Let's see. All right. Clean out some some dirt in the chat. I'll be too full to fully uh, celebrate. It'll be early enough. It's only going to be 3.30. Um. See, Lions going to game win streak, and Campbell gets his first road victory. His coaching career as Detroit Lions head coach. Yeah, um, two in a row with with a uh, with a first streak for Dan Campbell. One on the road, um, lovely, lovely, and divisional wins. Yeah, the hardest ones to get. <laughs> How crazy is that? Two. So what? We're two and one in the division now, right? Yep. That's what I'm saying. Five and one in the division this year. Oh, Get us to our six wins. <laughs> uh, did we see the best play from Jared Davis ever? Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. Uh, and it was funny because we were watching my wife's like, Jared Davis is back again? <laughs> he never left. He's hiding in the background. Yeah, no, I think, you know, Having players like Jared Davis on the practice squad, I think, is really great. Because yeah. when he's put in, he's not super reliable. But when he makes a play, boy, he makes a play. And, you know, I honestly thought he was going to see more work as a spy on Justin Fields just because of his speed. Yeah. Just because of his closing ability. Now, would he have made the tackle when he got there? But. I think having a Swiss Army knife like Davis on the ready is never a never a bad thing. You know, you you want a guy that blitzes one week, you bring him up. Yep, bring him in. All right, and then, yeah, not, like Ben said, now you send him back down. Send him back down. <laughs> back to the miners. <laughs> back to the mines. Um, let me ask you, what are we doing at safety? Ooh, ooh. I we, think we can't we can't think, afford a single more injury at safety at this point, right? No. Because now no. we're, we're going to put a linebacker in safety role. We're going to have a DT. In, in play yeah, in just start playing single high only. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Lions need another cornerback. The Lions could probably use another late-round safety, similar to Kirby Joseph, just somebody to get reps. Theoretically, once Tracy Walker comes back, we'll have our strong safety back, and then you can kind of just let Kirby do his thing on the far back end. Um. Yeah, we just have too many holes to fill. Tracy's next year. Let's talk a little bit about Tracy and the field. What is the Lions are one of four or six fields of that type? And I remember when yep. it was new and Ford Field was being built, and the the it's it's got tires in there, recycled tires. It's the safest thing in the face of the earth. And now it's indicted for you know um, basically injuring players single handedly. Um, I have a feeling the Fords are going to be doing something about that this off season. I just, I don't know how they're going to do it because growing grass is hard to do inside. So you could say, Oh, well they could get some grow lamps and you know, but like you're talking about <laughs> Calvin could be millions the... <laughs> and millions of dollars a year to maintain grass. I'm telling you, Calvin all... could, could really do. Yeah. Some consultation Cal- on yeah. This. That's <laughs> they need to bring Calvin back in, help, help him out. But the, and then you also have the problem where the Ford's, have concerts mid-season they have monster truck shows mid-season that field turf you pick it up you move it out of there you put dirt down you have a monster truck show 
Kid Rock comes in, Selena Gomez, who cares? Same thing. <laughs> but w- when you have grass, you can't really remove the grass. We've seen that before where they would make, you know, like two by two or three by three grass patches. And then they would try to sew them together onto the field to, you know, give a grass surface, but also have it be movable. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that they unsew from each other. Then you have tripping points. Then you have spots where it's separated. And, and- uh, I forget where we saw that. It was fairly recently, within the last couple of years in the NFL, somebody's field was doing that. It might have been Chicago's, um, where they like laid new sod and it just was separating. But you know that's not a super great solution either. Um, I'm just more shocked that nobody's come up with a better field turf alternative. That that you know, in the Lions, people like are. I think people don't remember that in 2019 the Lions got this new. The, the turf's not that old. It's like new technology turf. Yeah. Yeah. But it still sucks, apparently. You know, I've I've walked on it a bunch of times. I get those little rubber pellets in my shoes, and yeah. it sucks. Yeah. I've never fallen down on it. Right. Okay. You know, maybe next time I'll take a header and see Not I. how it, it feels. It, it's, it all hurts, no matter how soft <laughs> it is now. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm of that age now, yeah. I wake up, and I'm like, ah, oh, it feels like I slept on field turf. <laughs> my back. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and like people talk about well, hey, they just roll the field in and out in arizona well you get a couple things there in arizona all you need is sprinklers right because it's sunny <laughs> they don't have snow they don't have you know the the yep. weather that we do the the cold air um bringing sod in i mean that's just got to be crazy crazy expensive and like someone said like uh like here uh kevin's like couldn't they just use sod i was like well one of the things ford does is they're really big big about being green on their buildings and and, and growing like plants and stuff in their buildings couldn't they use the tops of their buildings at ford you know at the motor company to grow sod and use that side and, and, and re- you know recyclable slot you know like as a way to be but not in the not in the, not in the, the winter right i mean how do you how are you going to get that the cost of that is going to be through the through the roof i don't know how you turn a dome like this into a place with some different kind of turf um they're going to have to do something I, I just don't know what it is that they're going to they're going to be able to do to make this safer for these players and you know we we've talked about why does it seem like the lions are always so injured with so, such key players and you know the data is starting to look like well it's because <laughs> the playing surface mm-hmm surface so oh man all right well let's see uh quarterback room cornerback room has stepped up since aubrey was fired ag deserves some credit yeah and ag yep. celebrations afterwards that was just right warms the heart yeah warms the heart um take the dome uh, off and make an actual field i like yeah that and honestly i don't think i've gotten an opportunity to talk about pleasant's firing on the pod but Please let me give it's, you the floor. It's, no, it's a completely, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's been talked to nauseum, but the play of the cornerbacks, the physicality has skyrocketed since he's been gone. You, I don't know if you can say that they weren't physical because Pleasant was here, but I think that the coaching staff got the point across to the players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're not going to do what we want, then you know there's going to be repercussions, and you know we can't fire you midseason, but we can fire the guy that's running your room. You know we can we can they can fire him. They did Jamie yeah, Collins, we, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But we're we're too thin to fire any of these guys, even if we don't like them. Yeah. But 
I think, you know, and then we also see that they're holding people accountable. Like what, like we saw Amani on special teams today, but that was it. Like, I don't think he saw any defensive snaps. I guess we'll have to look, but you know, he was like our number one cornerback coming into this year. Yeah. And now he's fifth because his play is dictated that he's fifth. You know, I think the, the cornerback room and the defensive staff that's left has done a really good job of getting these guys into the right mindset to do the defensive game plan that we're calling for. And even I think Campbell came out in his press conference and said something along those lines of like, we executed our game plan. We did what we wanted to do. It wasn't perfect. We let out some big plays, but for the most part, we did what we wanted to do, which is the exact opposite of what they were saying happened against Miami. Yeah. Ooh, Cliff Hicks with the big name quarterbacks that we were talking about earlier, the, the draft must-have guys, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, EJ Manuel, Brandon Whedon, Jake Locker, Christian Ponder, <gasps> Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow, Mark Sanchez, Josh Freeman, Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn, Vince Young, Matt Leinart, Jay Cutler, Alex Smith, Jason Campbell, Eli Manning, uh, J.P. Yeah. Lausman, Byron Leftwich, Kyle Bowler, you know what? I'm all in for drafting a quarterback. Trade all our <laughs> trade all our, our our treasure for the draft. Rex Grossman, Joey Harrington, Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> the hits keep coming. Oh man, thirty two of the top sixty four quarterbacks taken since two thousand and two. Yep, it's half of them. So you're looking fifty fifty, and and then the rest of the guys. I mean, aren't aren't you got like Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, you yeah. like? I mean, there. Yeah, it's. There's a lot of quarterbacks that look great in college that just never make it happen. And you could argue that some of that also has to do with the teams that draft them. Would Josh Allen look like Josh Allen if he was drafted by somebody other than the Bills? With that, with the right coaching staff to get the most out of him and also the defense to help him when he was, you know, a young quarterback? And I you feel know, would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes? There, there's, you know, to the Lions' favor, I feel like they are a team that will adapt to their quarterback. So, now they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now they are. But I think that there's something to be said about not having to put too much stress on a young quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it's hard to do in the NFL. Yeah. The stress is high no matter what. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, I like how he threw Eli in there like he didn't win Super Bowls. Well, <laughs> Goff has been to one. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's, like, eh, you know, it's like, okay. I get where he's going. Dallas, I think, just scored a touchdown. Tied up 14-14 with the Packers. So we'll see how that goes out. All right. So next week, um, we have the New York Giants 1 o'clock game again. We'll do our post-game show um, with – audio calls that's this time i promise <laughs> um are you are you down to do a giants show yeah man yeah, Let's I do love it. it love it love it okay and um third win in a row right all nfc wins two two in the division yep then you get the jags which is a winnable game oh ooh. <laughs> i got a reminder something just there's not enough delta eight if they take a quarterback in the first round to relax me um you know, it's time to get your, your Lions gear, and you could probably get your Hutch stuff right away. 
uh, you should get it right away. Let's be on. Let's be honest. You want to be on the Hutch train when all the bustings and people were out there. That was the time to get your Hutch jersey. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Pick up the latest Lions gear. Show off your swag. Um, if you want to go Red Wings or Pistons or U of M or whoever you want to go with Ohio State, whatever your team is, uh, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com takes you right there, and uh, they just put a couple pennies in our pocket for each sale. Doesn't cost you anything more. And while we're at it, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com is showing up behind Sandman. Go ahead and head over there. It's the same kind of deal. Uh, it just takes you right to the the site, the Amazon site, and you can help us out by doing something you were going to do anyway. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. I'll talk about Patreon.com slash DetroitLionsPodcast later. <laughs> St. Jude's is coming up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> December 9th and 10th. Um, Black Friday coming up. We will have... Uh, the start of our auction, we've got some great helmets. We've got some great stuff coming. You guys are really going to be stoked about what we got in the auction coming this year. Uh, talking with Jerry about hooking some stuff up for that. Oh, that's the, the pie in the face <laughs> that I took. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lots of fun events. Um, St. Jude, we will do a 24-hour show on December 9th, starting at 9 a.m. through the 10th. Um, we'll have Sandman. We'll have Riz. We'll have me. We'll probably have some case action. Um, Dan Miller, I know he'll show up. I mean, we'll have some great interviews. We have some other stuff. We'll get some other folks, Jerry, so on. And, and we always have a great time. But it's all to raise money for the St. Jude and uh, help six kids, sick kids and their families when they need it the most. It's a great way uh, to do something. And this year, we really, really want to work with you folks to help us get over the $100,000 total raised amount. And uh, it's a big deal. This is this is something that you guys, you know, this will be our fourth year doing it. And um, you folks have just been awesome helping put Amazing. something together and uh, helping some people who really need it. Really, really great charity. So thank you all for uh, for taking part in that. Uh, 9th and 10th of December and starting Black Friday, the auction. Make sure to join us. Have a lot of fun with that. We have a lot of, a lot of good stuff. All right. Anything else? I mean, you've got your balls hanging there in the background, Sam. Man. Anything else that you would like to talk about with this Lions? Is it going to kind of take away from today and going forward from here? I think that we're in the what-if territory of the season for the Lions. I think what if they beat the Giants next week? Three in a row. Three in a row. We go into Thanksgiving with the possibility of four in a row. When was the last time we ever thought about that? This Giants game is completely winnable. It's mm-hmm. completely winnable. I'm, uh, I've got, I've got hope that the team is starting to figure things out. Jared Goff talked about it in his presser that when you do the right things, those small things start to fall your way. That people miss extra extra points you know you get defensive uh penalties called against the opposing team um i think maybe we're turning the corner we'll find out if not then you know par for course but if they do it's and and right at this point just about anything can happen uh kevin what if a bear shits in the woods does he wipe his ass with the rabbit yeah because the fur doesn't stick the rabbit doesn't have problems first they can do their poo stick is with fur (laughs) Oh, man. All right. A lot, lot going on. I think this team is, is in a really interesting spot. I think you talk about as, as we have a little bit players learning to win. Um, looking in the locker room today after the game uh, on Jerry's Insta feed, really, um, 
It showed something. It showed something yep. with these guys. There's a belief here. There's a a sense. And to be able to go and do it on the road this way, to get their second in the role, I, and then to play the Giants next, this is a, a run that could really build a lot of confidence for this team. Again, we have enough draft picks in the first two rounds of the draft that uh, I'm not worried about. And, and, and just so you know, our, our strength of schedule, even if we if we were tied with the same record for five other teams, we'd be picking five, fifth because our strength of schedule is the second highest in the in the NFL. It's crazy. Yep. It's gnarly. Um, it's just where we're stuck. So just get the wins. Get the wins. And uh, I think the wins will, they feed themselves, wins build on wins. And um, if you're a loser team, you feel like a loser and you walk out and you lose games. So those wins help help build the foundation. They'll help with uh, free agents. They'll help with a lot of things. Um, people want to believe in this team, both players, fans. The rest of the NFL wants to believe in Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. And if they start putting those wins, wins together, that belief will, will be there. And you'll find the players that want to come here and yep. uh, to get what you want. All right, so with all that, I think we'll call it a show. Remember, we need your involvement. Head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You'll get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, the Slack chat, Riz, Sandman, I'm there, uh, Case is there, the whole slew of Ash, the whole group of brain toads is all there hopping around <laughs> join us for some of the best conversations you'll have on the internet uh patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast and uh just donate as little five dollars a month and you can have access to that uh like subscribe please hit those buttons for us we appreciate when you do that it means a lot uh before you go hit that like button also follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast no pants ever at sandman seven 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 three pants only while he's working when he's at work, just to not scare off the customers. And he's out there. Otherwise, pants free as well. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, a call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and we'll get you on the show. We'll get your message up there. And thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Why? Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Thanks for tuning in. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.